Hey y'all, I'm Christy. And I'm Jake. And welcome to episode four of Embracing the Dark. This week we will be discussing disordered eating and highlighting some of the disorders associated with it. I do want to give a trigger warning for this episode since we'll be discussing disordered eating. Before we get started, Jake, what was your mindful moment this week? Uh, so this week, I was off Monday. Um, I just hung out around the house. I cut up on righteous gemstones, which is a really favorite, one of my favorite um, series right now. And I spent time with all my animals to kind of regroup for my week from last week. Uh, Christy, what was your mindful moment? Um. So this week, I did some meditation before going to bed for several nights. Um, I've been feeling kind of stressed and drained, just a little um, apathetic because of it. Um, As I mentioned before, I'm the current president of my JC's chapter, and we're planning our biggest event fundraiser of the year. It's called JC's Night Out. I'm just tired, but having trouble settling down to sleep. So the meditation has been helping me to sleep well. Um, And then yesterday... I spoiled myself and got some tinsel in my hair. It's rainbow tinsel. It's really cool. As we do a let's talk on disordered eating, we will also be highlighting some of the specific disorders covered under disordered eating. Throughout life, we all experience moments of concern about our body body shape and weight. But when these thoughts cause dangerous dieting, purging after eating, or excessive overeating, it may be due to an eating disorder. Eating disorders negatively impact your health, your emotions, and your ability to function in important areas of life. The good news is that they are very treatable and help is available. Um. So I'm going to name all of the eating and feeding disorders listed in listed in the DSM-5, but we will be discussing some of the most common ones in more detail today. This list includes 11 disorders, PICA disorder, rumination syndrome, um, avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder, anorexia nervosa, binge eating disorder, bulimia nervosa, uh, other specified feeding or eating disorder known as OSFED, purging disorder, diabulimia, night eating syndrome, and ortho- orthorexia nervosa. So I've struggled with disordered eating for a long time and specific eating disorders twice in my life. Um, in seventh grade, I suffered from my first eating disorder. I would like pick around my plate to make it look like I ate food and went weeks without eating a proper meal. 
if I did have to eat like at family dinner or something, I would make myself throw up later. I ended up passing out at school and a couple of my friends told my mom why. And I started what was like a semi-treatment, I guess, because it was the 90s and no one really thought it was that big of a deal. Um, Not that they didn't care. It's just like no one really wanted to get into, I guess, discussion about it, I guess. Um, So I just had to eat lunch in the nurse's office and I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself at school. But I did, I did not have therapy or anything like that at the time. And then in my late 20s, I joined a gym with a coworker and I downloaded a calorie tracker, which was a big uh, no-no, I guess. I didn't realize it was a big mistake until it happened, but it caused a relapse. Um, became obsessed with exercising and addicted to tracking my food. I was taking in hardly any food and exercising at least twice a day to burn more and more calories. I kept magnesium citrate in my fridge all the time I don't do you know what that is um I think I've heard of it it's like a really and just for those out there that don't know it's like a very intense like I guess laxative um it comes in a like bottle like a coke bottle kind of or soda and um you're supposed to dilute it but which when I first started I would dilute it with I would get the lemon line and dilute it with Sprite. But then like after a while, I was just drinking it straight. Um, I would get lemon lime or cherry and I would get it really cold and just drink the bottle. Um, Even on vacation, I would keep it in the fridge on vacation so that I could drink it while I was on vacation. Um, It was awful. I did end up seeing a psychiatrist about this time just because I had like a general depression and I was trying to find out what was wrong with me and he got me into therapy and through therapy I realized I had a problem um you know because you try to convince yourself that what you're doing is fine but I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine um my therapist that I have now is actually a specialist in disordered eating and I didn't find her because of that I just found her um because I have BPD and most therapists won't take BPD patients. So I got lucky because she's a eating disorder specialist. Um, and she's the one that taught me that you can, you don't have to have an eating disorder to suffer from disorder eating. Um, and she always says like, you break up with Ed, like it's your biggest breakup because in eating disorder is what they call Ed. And it's just like one of your biggest breakups because it's like grief trying to overcome something that you've um, made part of your life. So like you can't just, it's not something you just heal from. Like even still to this day, I'm actually losing weight through a healthy way right now. And I've had several conversations with my therapist because I'm just like in my head going, I need to weigh, I need to weigh. Or I haven't lost enough weight this week, but like I've got a scale in my bathroom, but the batteries are dead. So I don't, I didn't get new batteries in it. And I have to walk across the house to my sister's room to weigh so that I'm not weighing every day. Like I've only let myself weigh once a week and I have to like ask permission to go in her room. So it kind of like 
gives me accountability. Um, Otherwise, my thoughts just become obsessive when it comes to weight. It's not safe for me to diet or change my diet without having a plan and a therapist to check in on me. Um, I will never be able to do something like calorie counting again or Weight Watchers because of the point system because my brain just can't handle that in a healthy way. And that's fine. Like I'll probably always suffer with disordered eating just because of my thoughts and obsession, but that's fine as long as you're getting treatment for it and you're not letting it become unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I had some trouble eating and stuff uh, my senior year of high school. And then most of my time, um, early college, I just, I blamed it on working in restaurants. I was like, oh, I'm around food, so I don't want to eat. Yeah. (laughs) But it would be like sometimes when I was at the bakery, I was, I would go like two or three days with like barely eating anything. I'd be like, oh, I forgot to eat the past few days. So then I'd eat and I'd feel bad about it. So then I would go a few more days without eating anything. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't and know. Another thing that sucks, even like with disordered eating is like, you could be eating, you know, healthy, making yourself feel proud or good. And then you're like, I really want like chicken fingers. Like around here we have wing max and it's just like really delicious chicken fingers. And, or like you guys have raisin canes, right? Yeah. It's called. Yeah. And then you eat it because you want it and it makes you feel good while you eat it. And then you're like, I should have ate that. But like, it's okay. Like if you want to eat something, don't deny it just because you feel like you're, you shouldn't have it. Like you just, just go ahead and eat it and then, um, just embrace it. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah, Exactly. Because the guilt um, will get you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll get you so bad sometimes. So I actually, today we went to lunch at this um, coffee shop and I had a ham and cheese croissant, but I got the basket because it came with cookies. And I always don't get the basket. I just get the sandwich and chips. But today I got the basket and I had two fudge stripe cookies and I didn't feel guilty about it because I don't do sugar. Um I don't know if everyone, if I've ever said this, but I was diagnosed with diabetes last year. So I have to be really careful, but, um, I had blood work yesterday and my A1C has gone down like a lot. Like I got my results this morning, but I, I didn't let myself feel guilty, even though like my mom and sister were like, you don't need that because I had a coffee too. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm just... I just splurging like I just want the cookie so I ate two cookies I didn't feel guilty about it so I was proud of myself um so the three disorders we are going to discuss further are anorexia anorexia nervosa bulimia nervosa and binge eating disorder the Mayo Clinic says that anorexia nervosa often simply called anorexia is an eating disorder characterized by an abnormally low body weight, an intense fear of gaining weight, and a distorted perception of weight. People with anorexia place a high value on controlling their weight and shape using extreme efforts that tend to significantly interfere with their lives. 
To prevent weight gain or to continue losing weight, people with anorexia usually severely restrict the amount of food they eat. They may control calorie intake by vomiting after eating or by misusing laxatives, diet aids, diuretics, or enemas. They may also try to lose weight by exercising excessively. No matter how much weight is lost, the person continues to fear weight gain. Anorexia isn't really about food. It's an extremely unhealthy and sometimes life-threatening way to try to cope with emotional problems. When you have anorexia, you often equate thinness with self-worth. Anorexia, like other eating disorders, can take over your life and can be very difficult to overcome. But the treatment, but with treatment, you can gain a better sense of who you are, return to healthier eating habits, and reverse some of anorexia's serious complications. Um, physical signs and symptoms of anorexia may include extreme weight loss or not making expected developmental weight gains, thin appearance, abnormal blood counts, fatigue, insomnia dizziness or fainting, bluish discoloration of the fingers, hair that thins, breaks, or falls out, soft downy hair covering the body, absence of menstruation, constipation and abdominal pain, dry or yellowish skin, intolerance of cold, irregular heart rhythms, low blood pressure, low blood pressure, dehydration, swelling of arms or legs, and eroded and calluses you're sorry, eroded teeth and calluses on the knuckles from induced vomiting. Um, to this day, I still have really bad, um, I have no enamel on my teeth because um, I threw up so much. And I also, I don't know if this was particularly caused by my eating disorder. I always equate it to, to it. But um, ever since that time, in seventh grade, I've had uh, anemia. Yeah, yeah. So I've been anemic ever since that happened. And um, I had a lot of nosebleeds at the time, which is another reason they, which is one of the reasons they found out I was anemic. Um, but it all happened at the same time. So I feel like it's just an effect, like a long-term effect from the yeah. eating disorder. Yeah. Um, some people who have anorexia binge and purge, similar to individuals who have bulimia, but people with anorexia generally struggle with an abnormally low body weight, while individuals with bulimia typically are normal to above normal weight. Behavioral symptoms of anorexia may include attempts to lose weight by severely restricting food intake through dieting or fasting, exercising excessively, or binging and self induced vomiting to get rid of food which may include the use of laxatives enemas diet aids or herbal products emotional and behavioral signs and symptoms may include preoccupation with food which sometimes includes cooking elaborate meals for others but not eating them frequently skipping meals or refusing to eat denial of hunger or making excuses for not eating eating only a few certain safe foods usually those in low in fat and calories, adopting rigid meal or eating rituals such as spitting food out after chewing, not wanting to eat in public, 
lying about how much food has been eaten, fear of gaining weight that may include repeated weighing or measuring the body, frequent checking in the mirror for perceived flaws, complaining about being fat or having parts of the body that are fat, covering up in layers of clothing, uh, flat mood or lack of emotion, um, social withdrawal, irritability, insomnia, and reduced interest in sex. So that's all on anorexia. The Did you want to add anything? Um, after going through all of those bullet points, I thought that at first it, my thing was avoidant. Um, but it seems like it could also be a little bit of anorexia. I've got a lot of bullet points there. Um, I don't know. And someone I'm really close with, um, did was anorexic and it took us years and years for us to, all of us to finally look at them and be like, look, please stop. Cause yeah, it strains so much on your body and your organs that it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Cause you have, you, you have nothing like no substance in your, in your belly and it just wears yeah. on your, I think, what is it? Your livers, your kidneys, even your heart. Yeah. You can have uh, like kidney failure. I mean, we were just watching, you know, like my, um, guilty pleasure last episode me and mandy have still been watching degrassi i think we're on season six now um yeah we're in season six now but we just um i think season five had uh emma which is one of the main characters suffering from anorexia and she had like a full-blown panic attack brought on by anorexia you have to I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, a lot yeah. of things you don't realize and like little signs that were there that people tend to overlook because they don't want to face the truth. Like friends yeah. and family members. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next eating disorder we're going to go over is bulimia. Um, the Mayo Clinic had this to say about bulimia nervosa bulimia nervosa commonly called bulimia is a serious potentially life-threatening eating disorder people with bulimia may secretly binge which is eating large amounts of food with a loss of control over the eating and then purge which is trying to get rid of the extra calories in an unhealthy way to get rid of calories and prevent weight gain people with bulimia may use different methods. For example, you may regularly self-induce vomiting or misuse laxatives, weight loss supplements, diuretics, or enemas after binging. Or you may use other ways to rid yourself of calories and prevent weight gain, such as fasting, strict dieting, or excessive exercise. If you have bulimia, you're probably preoccupied with your weight and body shape. You may judge yourself severely and harshly for your self-perceived flaws. Because it's related to self-image and not just about food, 
Bulimia can be hard to overcome, but effective treatment can help you feel better about yourself, adopt healthier eating patterns, and reverse serious complications. So the symptoms of bulimia, um, being preoccupied with your body shape and weight, living in fear of gaining weight, repeated episodes of eating abnormally large amount of food in one sitting, feeling a loss of control during binging, like you can't stop eating or you can't control what you eat, forcing yourself to vomit or exercising too much to keep from gaining weight after binging, using laxatives, diuretics, or enemas after eating when they're not needed, fasting, restricting calories, or avoiding certain foods between binges, using dietary supplements or herbal products excessively for weight loss. The severity of bulimia is determined by the large by the number of times a week that you purge, usually at least once a week for at least three months. The third disorder we're going to highlight is binge eating disorder. The Mayo Clinic says that binge eating disorder is a serious eating disorder in which you frequently consume unusually large amounts of food and feel unable to stop eating. Almost everyone overeats on occasion, such as having seconds or thirds of a holiday meal. But some people excessive, but for some people excessive overeating that feels out of control and becomes a regular occurrence crosses the line to binge eating disorder. When you have binge eating disorder, you may be embarrassed about overeating and vow to stop, but you feel such a compulsion that you can't resist the urges and continue to binge, continue to binge, binge eat. If you have binge eating disorder, treatment can help. Um, most people with binge eating disorder are overweight or obese, but you may be at a normal weight. Behavioral and emotional signs and symptoms of binge eating disorder include eating unusually large amounts of food in a specific amount of time, such as over a two-hour period, feeling that your eating behavior is out of control, eating even when you're full or not hungry, eating rapidly during binge episodes, eating until you're uncomfortably full, frequently eating alone or in secret, feeling depressed, disgusted, ashamed, guilty, or upset about your eating, or frequently dieting, possibly without weight loss. Unlike a person with bulimia, after a binge, you don't regularly compensate for calories eaten by vomiting, using laxatives, or exercising excessively. You may try to diet or eat normal meals, but restricting your diet may simply lead to more binge eating. The severity of binge eating disorder is determined by how often episodes of binging occur during a week. So, if you feel like you may suffer from one of these disorders or know someone who may be suffering, please reach out to a health professional. Eating disorders are diagnosed based on symptoms and a review of eating habits and behaviors. You may see both your health care provider and a mental health professional for a diagnosis. You can call the Crisis Helpline at 988 or text NIDA, National Eating Disorders Association, to the Crisis Text Line at 741-741. To get a diagnosis, you may need a physical exam. Your health care provider will likely examine you to rule out other medical causes for your eating issues. The provider also may order lab tests.
a mental health evaluation, a mental health professional asks about your thoughts, feelings, and eating habits and behaviors. You also may be asked to answer a series of questions to help with the diagnosis. For other studies, other medical tests may be done to check for any complications related to your eating issues. So also just be careful when you take um, like the series of questions. Uh-huh. Like for instance, um, I'm, I go to a university um, that they're very concerned about our mental health and everything. And they sent out a um, just random uh, questionnaire to random students just to like get a gate you know gauge of how things are going and as answering the questions and it says you may have an eating disorder well you know I took all that information to my therapist and she was like you don't have eating disorder you suffer from recovery of disordered eating um so you just have to be careful because sometimes you can take questionnaires that aren't given to you by a actual health professional and make you think things you know get you worried and upset and then there's nothing really going on like we know I suffer from disordered eating but I'm in recovery and handle it in a healthy way right now um so just be careful if you're not seeing a health professional and you just go out there and take a quiz or something or you get it from your school or university um just be careful freak out and yeah. it'll send you into a spiral. Right. I was like immediately texting my therapist, hey, do you have an appointment tomorrow? Because I was like, <laughs> I'm afraid I relapse. And she's like, no, no, no. That it's just, it's just a general, like, it's not like someone's actually reviewing that. It's going to a computer yeah. that's reviewing it and being like, yep, she has a problem. <laughs> yep. So. And eating disorders, a lot like mental health, it's kind of like, when people get sober like it's a fine right. line you gotta cross or like That's any right. other like addict like it's a very fine line that you I mean you gotta check yourself constantly and like because I know people who constantly weigh themselves or they're co- they're constantly exercising or counting calories it's the same way like when you For fall sure. down that rabbit hole oh you get lost in a heartbeat or just like you know emotional eating or even like because I have I suffer with emotional eating and I used to self-harm and like today I had I just got really upset like I was um just had something happen I was just very upset and I was just like crying a little bit and I just wanted the first thing I thought was I want to you know cut myself and I was like no I don't like it's just like your brain just automatically thinks that even when you don't really feel that way because I was like I don't feel that way why did I even think that and then it was like well I want greasy fried food you know but I didn't give in to that either like I you know came home ate supper which supper was bowl peanuts tonight because it's Georgia and peanuts are in season um that wasn't like a balanced meal but I didn't give in and emotionally eat or you know yeah do something that I would feel bad about later because that's you just have to find other outlets if you're struggling exactly so um like I feel like I'm healthy now I just 
have to check myself. Yeah. You always have to check in with yourself and right. make sure what you're doing and what's going on around you. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned, like with a alcoholic, the, when they're crying and upset, the first thing they're going to think is, Ooh, like I need, you know, a drink. Like, no, yeah. they don't. They know they don't. It's just like your brain is just, what is it wired? Your brain is just hardwired, hardwired to or whatever, it. whatever they, yep. how did you say it? Hardwired. Hardwired. Yeah. Like your brain is just like set in that like frame of mind, even though you know you don't need it. Exactly. Um. So what does treatment look like for disordered eating? The best treatment for an eating disorder involves a team approach. The team commonly includes your primary health care provider, a mental health professional, and sometimes a registered dietitian. Look for professionals with experience in treating eating disorders. Treatment depends on your specific type of eating disorder, but in general, it can include learning about proper nutrition, learning how to develop healthy eating habits, guidance in reaching a healthy weight if you're underweight, behavioral therapy, sometimes called talk therapy, medicine if needed, um, and if your life is at risk, you may need to go into a hospital right away. So I'm going to talk about behavioral therapy. Certain behavioral therapies can be effective in treating eating disorders. These include family-based treatment. FBT is an outpatient treatment for children and teenagers with anorexia. It also is likely effective for bulimia and other problem eating disorders. The family is involved in making sure the child or other family member follows healthy eating patterns and maintains a healthy weight. I would say that's what I went through the first time I had um, a diagnosed eating disorder. Um, Just doing what everyone told me to do. (laughs) Not understanding why I had the problem. So I would say looking back as an adult, um, if you have a child that has an eating disorder and you choose to use family therapy, I would say add something to that so that they can um, understand why they're going through that. Yeah. Um, the next option is cognitive behavioral therapy. CBT is commonly used in eating disorder treatment, especially for bulimia, binge eating disorder, and some other problem eating behaviors. A type of CBT called enhanced CBT is often most used. You learn how to monitor and improve your eating habits and moods, develop problem-solving skills, and explore healthy ways to cope with stressful situations. Uh, Medications. Medicines can't cure an eating disorder. No medicines have been shown to help with weight gain or to treat anorexia. For bulimia or binge eating disorder, however, certain medicines may help to manage urges to binge or purge or help manage an extreme focus on food and diet. I would say that's kind of like uh, medicines for like alcoholics or uh, addicts. Um, uh-huh. It controls those urges. Yeah. And then a hospital stay or day program. If you have serious health problems related to your eating disorder, your healthcare provider may recommend that you stay in the hospital for a time. Some clinics specialize in treating people with eating disorders. Some may offer day programs. 
rather than a stay in the hospital. Specialized eating disorder programs may offer intensive treatment over longer periods of time. Um, so some important statistics on eating disorders. Less than 6% of people with eating disorders are medically diagnosed as underweight. Okay. 28 to 74% of risk for eating disorders is through genetics. You're born with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eating disorders are among the deadliest mental illnesses, second only to opioid overdose. Which Whoa, is that's really crazy. Scary. Yeah. Like that is so scary. Um, I never oh. would have known that. No, never. I would have never, like, that's crazy to me. I, I mean, this could just be my brain focused on, like, the society, but I would have thought it was more about, uh, like, suicide than eating disorders. Yeah, same. That's crazy. Um, 10,200 deaths each year are the direct result of an eating disorder. That's one death every 52 minutes. Which is really sad. That is really sad. And I mean, it's society's fault, to be honest. Like, we yeah. can, I mean, a lot of it could be attributed to mental illness, but society is causing it because only what you see on tv is are the skinny people or the super ripped people and that's just not how it should be no because the average person doesn't look like that right even marilyn monroe like one of the very first and well-known sex symbols was of like normal average body weight like she doesn't she wouldn't probably pass if she was a famous today they wouldn't like her you know no they would say a lot about her probably yeah um about 26 percent of people with eating disorders attempt suicide um 30 percent of people dealing with eating disorders have experienced sexual abuse that is also interesting to me it really is, um, and it makes me wonder if it's because food is, like, a comfort, and so, like, you have um, issues, and you don't know how to deal with it, and you feel like you can control food, or food can be comforting. It's yeah. something you can control in your life, I guess. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um. The economic cost of eating disorders is $64.7 billion a year. I wasn't really sure what they were referring to, but all I could think was, um, like, treatment plans and stuff, like, treatment facilities. I don't, I don't really know what that meant, but. I, that sounds good, because I can't think of anything else. so instead of positive a positive perception this week just like last week we didn't find any positive perception on the disorder 
We're going to share some things that may make you feel positive if you're suffering from disordered eating, in recovery from disordered eating, or just feel self-conscious. This is one of my all-time favorite poems. Um, It's called Pretty Ugly, and I have it in my journal. I read it all the time. I didn't write it, but um, I just love to read it. I'm very ugly, so don't try to convince me that I am a very beautiful person because at the end of the day, I hate myself in every single way. And I'm not going to lie to myself by saying there is beauty inside of me that matters. So rest assured, I will remind myself that I am a worthless, terrible person. And nothing you say will make me believe I still deserve love. Because no matter what, I am not good enough to be loved. And I am in no position to believe that. Beauty does exist within me. Because whenever I look in the mirror, I always think, am I as ugly as people say? And so then you take it and you read it backwards. Am I as ugly as people say? Because whenever I look in the mirror, I always think beauty does exist within me. And I am in no position to believe that I am not good enough to be loved. Because no matter what, I still deserve love. And nothing you say will make me believe that I am a worthless, terrible person. So rest assured, I will remind myself, there is beauty inside of me that matters. And I'm not going to lie to myself by saying I hate myself in every single way. Because at the end of the day, I'm a very beautiful person. So don't try to convince me that I'm very ugly. I like that. Yeah, I love stuff that like you can turn around and see the positive side of. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, We also wanted to share the song Skyscraper by Demi Lovato that she wrote about her struggles with disordered eating. Skies are crying, I am watching, catching teardrops in my hands. Only silence has an ending like we never had a chance. Do you have to make me feel like there's nothing left of me? You can take everything I have, you can break everything I am, like I'm made of glass, like I'm made of paper. Go on and try to tear me down. I will be rising from the ground like a skyscraper. As the smoke clears, I awaken and untangle you from me. Would it make you feel better to watch me while I bleed? All my windows still are broken, but I'm still, I'm standing on my feet. You can take everything I have, you can break everything I am. I'm like I'm made of glass, like I'm made of paper. Go on and try to tear me down. I will be rising from the ground like a skyscraper. Go run, run, run. I'm gonna stay right here. Watch you disappear. Go run, run, run. Yeah, it's a long way down. But I'm closer to the clouds up here. You can take everything I am. You can take everything, or you can take everything I have. You can take everything I am. Like I'm made of glass, like I'm made of paper. Go on and try to tear me down. I'll be rising from the ground like a skyscraper. You read that so well because I couldn't have read it without trying to sing it. Um, Because that's like one of my (laughs) all-time favorite songs. And Mandy is like over here in the background like singing like she's on the Grammys or something. <laughs> Grammy award winning performance in our living room. <laughs> hey. Um, such a great song. And when you know what it's about, it just makes it even more powerful.
don't worry, you are not alone. Eating eating disorders affect at least 9% of the worldwide population and 9% of the U.S. population are affected, which is about 28.8 million Americans who suffer from an eating disorder in their lifetime. And some famous people who have suffered from disordered eating at some point in their lives, Taylor Swift, Russell Brand, Portia de Rossi, Zane Malik. Hold on. Zane Malik. Okay, Zane Malik, Sean Johnson, Lady Gaga, Demi Lovato, Sir Elton John, Jessica Alba, Hilary Duff, and Dennis Quaid. So I have to. I know. That's what I was about to say. I have to say I was shocked by Elton John and Dennis Quaid. Um, Just because they seem like they have it all together. Um, And it's imperative to note after reading that list that it includes all genders. It's a myth to believe that only women suffer from eating disorders. Um, I mean, you're talking about one of the most successful actors in Hollywood. And I mean, Sir Elton John, come on. Like, He's amazing. John. I know. I mean, and I feel like people like Taylor Swift, uh, y'all know I'm a huge Swifty, but I mean, the media berates her. Like, of course mm-hmm. she had problems, you know? But then mm-hmm. you look at, I feel like Elton John, like, I mean, everybody loves Elton John. He doesn't have haters. <laughs> so it yeah, just no. shows you that it doesn't matter like who you are it's not uh it doesn't it discriminate to, it can happen to literally anyone exactly um okay as always we like to end on something fun so this week i can't say blow deck for the fourth week in a row as my guilty pleasure you could say it's an honorary mention it's still there. Honorary mention because I've been this week my guilty pleasure. I love popcorn. Oh. And so yes. as I've been watching Below Deck, I've been munching on popcorn. <laughs> so um, do you pop it or do you get the kind that's already popped? No, I do I do the microwave popcorn. Oh yeah, we do too. We love microwave popcorn. But Maybe I also theater love... pop butter. Yes. That's the only kind yeah. of get. Um, was it me and you talking about that I stick a straw in the bag when I go to the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah, you did mention that. So y'all out there, if you've never gone to the movie theater and you need a lot of butter like I do, you put it on the top, but then you take a straw, stick it in the bag, and it gets all the, like, pieces down in the bottom that aren't buttery. It gets them all buttery. Well, that's when you don't go to a nice theater that'll air it for you. Ours, we have to do it ourselves. No, not anymore now that we're AMC. You can do it yourself. That's what you said. Oh, well, used to, you couldn't. They wouldn't layer it because they'd be like, you can only have it on top. The old Carmike Cinemas. We used to have a really sucky theater. That's why they got bought up. And that's why they got shut down. She's right. Um, but I will say I look forward to the popcorn tins for Christmas every year with the three flavors. I mean, if you're not gonna pop it, that's where you go. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hands down. Absolutely. Um so what was your guilty pleasure, Chrissy? 
So since you had an honorary mention, I still have to put Degrassi in there because I'm just obsessed with Degrassi now. And we just got yeah. to season six where Nina, I'm a huge Vampire Diaries fan. Um, and Nina just joined the cast. So I'm like even more obsessed with Degrassi now. Okay. okay. Um, But I'm going to say my guilty pleasure this week has been iced coffee, which it's kind of always in a, a guilty pleasure. But um, I just am obsessed with it even extra this week. Um, Ever since I discovered iced coffee, which was only about six to eight years ago, y'all don't judge me. Um, I've been obsessed with it, which we do cold brew at the house, but I prefer iced coffee over cold brew. I know that sounds weird, but cold brew is really strong and uh, iced coffee is not as strong and I can do half decaf and I do better with half decaf because literally like if I get straight coffee at Starbucks like or iced coffee or cold brew. I get so nauseated from <laughs> from how strong really? caffeine is. Oh my god, yes. I would be jittery. Like sh- when you took me to Jittery Joe's two weeks ago, I had to throw my coffee oh. out because I got so <laughs> nauseated and my <laughs> hands were shaking. Mom was like, drink some water. <laughs> yeah. They they call it Jittery Joe's for a reason, man. <laughs> so as much as I loved uh, co- iced coffee, I'd prefer half decaf because i just can't do it um but i love it even more now because me and mandy have started doing premier protein shakes in our morning iced coffee so like we'll pour the protein shake in and then top it off with coffee um right now my favorite is banana and then i do peanut butter syrup on top of it it's a banana shake coffee and then peanut butter syrup um, which is a skinny syrup. Okay. Excuse me, it's Tarani syrup, but it's like sugar zero or whatever, zero sugar. Um, and we just ordered cake batter shakes to try, but they don't come in until next week. So I'll keep you all updated on that. But yeah, I'm obsessed with the banana ones. Wait, let me ask me. Pretty good. Oh, it is, especially if you want to like um you don't want a heavy breakfast, you just want something to like hold you over. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, what's my your favorite, favorite flavor? My favorite. Salted caramel. Oh, Quest. she doesn't like caramel. Like she never gets caramel frappuccinos or anything at Starbucks, but she loves the Quest protein shakes over the Premier, just for the salted caramel flavor. She does Quest protein shake, salted caramel. Hmm. Yes. Protein- yeah. Quest protein shake. Salted caramel flavor. Yes. Do you put anything else? <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I put churro skinny syrup and sometimes I put vanilla almond. So sometimes she adds either okay. churro syrup or vanilla almond syrup. Okay. So we're very fancy in our household. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have like literally we have a whole shoe rack. <laughs> the thing i promise it's like an over-the-door shoe hanger and it's full of starbucks cups we have one here at the house in the pantry and we have one at work in the break room that's how many cups we have that's just, awesome yeah just starbucks cups 
I just want to say oh. that um, make sure that this was a lot of uh, talk on eating disorders. Please, I know we mentioned it earlier, but please make sure you reach out to either the crisis helpline at 988 or text NEDA to 741741, which is the crisis text line, or talk to someone you feel comfortable talking to. Um, you can always email us if you need um, support or help. We are here for you. You're not alone. Not at all. Never feel that way. Once again, we want to thank Joe Tyrone from Fiverr for our theme song. We also want to thank Mandy Kennedy for designing our cover art. You can email us at embracingthedarkpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a question or comment on the episode, a general question on mental health, or a general question about me or Christy. You can also find me on Instagram at Jake underscore Chapman underscore. That's J-A-K-E underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N underscore. And you can find me on TikTok at Christy Kennedy 87. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Kennedy, like the president, 87. And on Instagram at A Christy K87. That's A-C-H-R-I-S-T-Y K87.